0: Welcome to the Cap City Outfitters podcast. This is episode 180. Once again, you've got Chris and Brian, and this time around, we're going to talk about developing and then maintaining a high performance mentality. Uh, You know, in the shooting world, uh, being better than your opponent is kind of important. Uh, You know, if you're shooting a match, that's how you win matches. Um, If you're in a defensive encounter, this is how you go home. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, being able to develop and kind of overdevelop a skill set, um, to the point where you can execute it subconsciously, um, regardless of whether you're tired, injured, um, it's dark, you're hungry. Um, you just had to run, you know, a mile or 10 miles Ew. or rock 20 miles or Ew, whatever, run. um, you know, be able to execute on demand and ad- as advertised you know, is critically important. Uh, so we're just going to kind of come up with, go over some of the ways that, you know, we help to. That help us maintain, um, you know, high performance mentality and kind of how we got there in the first place? Absolutely. Um,
1: the, there's obviously, you know, this, this starts psychologically. This starts at a, at a place way above ground level, way above boots on the ground. It starts between the ears. Um, you know, so we, we, we recently had a conversation and we were talking about um, podcasters and stuff like that. And one of the guys that always comes up is Jocko. And and Jocko Willink, if you his podcasts are are incredibly long, but generally pretty entertaining, and there's usually some deep dives, uh, informationally speaking. But there's also some pretty deep dives from a mental fortitude standpoint. So you know you're under the under the like you know I don't know if you're if you guys ever were playing like you know, high school sports and had a coach tell you that, you know, think positive thoughts because, you you know, your your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your, who you truly are, your performance level. Um, and so there's, you know, kind of a conversation around Jocko. Somebody, somebody asked him about, you know, hey, you, you were a Navy SEAL for years and blah, 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 blah. And you did all this stuff. And, and we noticed you never talk about Buds. Why don't you ever talk about Buds? And it's like, he said, well, because Buds has just proven you want to be there. And so the, I think from a performance standpoint with, the, with a lot of this kind of stuff, you look at like the grind or the work as just proving you want to be there. The guys who go to the range and train, um, the guys who get up and go to the gym, you know, multiple days a week, you know, or every day, whatever the case may be. Uh, the Wolfies. Uh, we got one of our guys here. Uh, he is on it six days a week. He takes one day a week off. And my bet is that on that one day, the hobbies that he engages in and or the work around the house he engages in is probably still more physically strenuous than most people because he probably puts on a freaking weight vest or something to do it because he's freaking wolfy. Yeah. Um, BAMF, look it up. Um, so the mentality around <clears throat> doing hard work consistently and you know whether that's jujitsu, jitsu whether it's going to the gym, you know, and going and rolling um, because you're a cop and if you want to if you know you're going to get into it with somebody on the street but the, it it definitely starts with that willingness to do work mentality, um, willingness that the work's not beneath you, that there's no shortcuts to get to it, and, and quite honestly, just pure positivity. Um, so so kind of diving into this, um, going you know coming back to Jocko, um, the, the guys the guys who the guys who don't quit in buds. Are the dudes who have a positive mental attitude, and and again, we're going back to your you know your high school football coach, positive mental attitude, positive mental attitude, and you we you know and, and back then it sounds kind of silly, and today it still sounds kind of psychologically foo-foo. but the reality is if you let negative thoughts creep into who you are, that's it's who you'll become at some point. So you will see that in general, very high performing people are people who are positive. They they don't they don't spend time thinking about what's hard. Or what they don't want to do, or what's negative, they spend time thinking about where they want to be, and then everything leads to where they want to be in a positive manner. So we'll kind of dig into that a little bit and have some fun with like the performance end of it.
0: So. Yeah, a lot of that too is getting is falling in love with the journey, yep, and not the destination, Yeah. because um, you never really get to the destination. Well, it
1: probably keeps changing. The better you <laughs> yeah. get, the better you get, or the more you learn, or or the next level that you hit, you know, you're probably not satisfied if you're that positive go getter. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. The journey's the journey's kind of interesting for sure, no matter what it is. But, yeah, for sure. The destination is almost always. It's not what you thought it was when you get there and it's not what you want once you get there, because you're probably a different person for having gotten there.
0: Ooh. deep. All right. Yeah. The other other thing that, you know, breaking down, you know, when stuff gets hard, you be able to go one more set or even one more rep. Yep. um, You know, one. Was I remember high school cross-country was like, okay, just do two more telephone poles. Yeah. You just got to do two more telephone poles. Yeah. And then the next telephone pole. Yeah. Until finally, you know, the run's over.
1: Yeah. Um, one, of, one of the guys that, that we used to work out with Wolfie and I, uh, former D1 wrestler, wrestled for Ohio State. Um, I, I would guess a lightweight class wrestler based on stature. Um, not a super tall dude. Uh, absolute stud of a guy. Yeah. Um, and, and and zero like what what is it uh, what is it West says there's no kill switch on awesome um, you know this, this Scott's one of those guys Scott's one of those guys no no freaking quit and at the same freaking time doing shit that sucks and smiling and I remember Scott we're talking about you know we're running we're running four hundreds or something like that I hate running and Scott's just yelling he's behind me he's like just don't break form just keep running keep trying don't don't jog just don't break form well that's easy you little Butthole of an athlete who can run and do everything. Um, but the, the mentality around that is just deciding that you're just not going to quit. It, you know, you're not, you're, in, until you just absolutely smoked and you literally can't go any further. And then that's probably the difference between me and him is that when he's at that mental place, he probably still goes a little bit further than I go, which is why he was a D1 athlete. And, and I graduated from high school and stopped playing sports. <laughs> Because I wasn't that good. <laughs> yeah. So, but, yeah, you know, don't don't break form. Don't quit. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, the extra, the the last rep, the extra rep, the rep for you, it's maybe it's a set of 12 and you do 13 ones for you. Or it's, I do a lot of the 100 reps on Mondays. I'll do like squats for 100 reps. Mm. And, and sometimes I'll throw on an extra set or two or I'll get done with the 100 reps. And then I'll do a back off where you go down, like if I'm at 225, I'll back down to 205, I'll back down and do as many as I can, back down to 185, do as many as I can, back down to 155 do as and punch that out too. That's for me. And there's a certain part of that that's very, very gratifying to know that, yeah, you just did a hundred reps, you know, however many on the minute with serious weight, with body weight. Mm -hmm. And at the end said, okay, well now let's do more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's the other guy, um, Who's the dude who runs like, who was running like a marathon a day? That Dobbins dude, another freaking crazy former Navy. Is that Goggins?
0: Yeah, David Goggins. Yeah. Um, He's got some books and podcasts. I haven't read any of them personally.
1: Yeah, he's, he's kind of, he's super intense. I mean, he's kind of hard to keep up with. He's super intense. And he's, and he's, and he's literally, if you're Jocko, he's probably not on another level. But if you're me, he's on a whole different world, not just level. Um, He talks about the, um, the running guys, and you have, you have to like want, you almost have to want the bad part of it because you know that's what gets you the good part of it. And the example that he uses is talking about taking guys out where, um, and you say, "Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna go do. We're gonna go do a balls out five miler. We're gonna go do a ball or a balls out 10k. We're gonna go hard. Um, you know, l- l- leave your gear. We're gonna run. We're gonna go run." And they get out and they go do this run, and the guys go as hard as they can go, and they hit the end of the run, and he goes, "Okay, cool. Four more miles. Let's go." Then it's the thing after the thing. It's like the thing where you got to where you were supposed to go, and that was supposed to be the hard part, and then there was a the thing you had to do when you got there, and the thing you had to do when you got there was even harder.
0: It's oh, called exfiltration.
1: Well, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, so maybe. I mean, you know, um, who's who's the, the the lone survivor? Yeah, Marcus you know, Luttrell. Yeah, I mean, look at Luttrell. I mean, look at he. You know Every time he thought, you know, I mean, every time he thought things couldn't get worse, they got worse, and then he found himself on his own, and it got worse. And it's just that mentality around those people that just there's okay, we'll just keep going. Um, Black Rifle Coffee posted something yesterday on IG, and it was a dude, and I, I'm 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 a horrible, horrible non-patriot asshole for not remembering the guy's name. Dude lost both his legs in an IED attack, and hit, and they have a short video clip of him going, you know, I look down and that's gone, I looked down and this is gone, and it's like then I looked up and I said, all right, challenge accepted, let's go. That's what's next, you know. What's next? Okay, let's do that too, but in a positive light, not yeah. like, Oh, woe is me kind of thing. And boy, if there was ever a woe is me, think about all those dudes who've gotten hurt pretty bad and just never quit. So, uh, nubs,
0: yep, yeah, so cool, yeah. Um, on that note, too, you know, we talk about Chris was talking about you know, be able to run, you keeping perfect form, yep, um, even when you're tired, yeah, and that comes down to. You know, again, overdeveloping skill sets, yep. having the desire to overdevelop skill sets so you can execute them, you know, when you're tired, mm-hmm. um, and not have to think about it. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. And that, but that's the training thing. That's the extra reps. That's the that's the doing it, you know, over and over again. And I and I'm I'm giving extreme examples. You know, I'm not telling anybody you should go out there and cut your legs off so you can prove how tough you are. You know, but bad idea. yeah, bad idea. But there's the extreme example. If if these dudes can 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 survive the stuff they survived and keep going than you putting in, especially on the range. I mean, I'm sorry, you got, an, oh, I'm tired of shooting. Oh, shut up, you know, if you're if you're a a D-boy and you had to shoot, you know, I don't know, whatever their crazy ass train up is, where you go shoot like 90,000 rounds or something stupid, like I get, maybe you get tired of shooting. Um, but in general, for most of you, you know, if you had the ammo and you can afford it, oh, woe is me, I'll run that drill again. Um, you know, if you are tired of shooting at the range, bring save us your ammo. That extra ammo. Guys at the Outfitters, forty four sixty five Cemetery Road, Captain the Outfitters uh, Yeah, definitely if you have extra ammo. But yeah, it's the, it's just the push mentality of you know, mm-hmm. well I'm, I'm here. Let's let's do the grind. Let's do the work every time. Um, and, and some of that, you know, so we talk about it. Okay, so you say you're out on the range and maybe you're getting the, the Glock finger blister because you don't have a callus developed because you don't dry fire enough. Go home and dry fire until you get the callus, yeah. you know, or
0: put some duct tape on your finger and drive and, on and
1: keep on going, you know. But uh, but yeah, I mean it's just that 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 pushing things and doing things far enough. Um, and 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 I don't and I don't like caveats to I don't like caveats to pushing things hard, but there is a caveat that you talk about not breaking form. So doing you know I do my hundred squats thing if I push up into the two fifty pound range. Um, I'm trying to do squats natural and not wear a belt. I'm trying to do squats natural, keep heels driven into the ground, and get good depth. So my, my depth is level, or maybe even a scotch bit below level. was um, like, oh my god, your knees, okay, cool, whatever, I'll be fine, thanks. Um, but there's this reality check about maintaining good form and understanding that if you do get to a point where exhaustion-wise, you're in a training environment and shit gets sloppy, if shit gets sloppy with a gun, you could hurt yourself or somebody else if shit gets sloppy with your stride when you're running and maybe you're not on the best surface, that's when you break an ankle or something like that or you miss the walnut and step on the walnut. Um, I know somebody can ask about that. Uh, you know, those kind, that kind of mentality, you still are striving for perfect reps. You still are striving for really good reps. The fall apart needs to be mental, not physical Yeah. at some point so that you don't hurt yourself, uh, especially for those of you maybe over 30 or 40 years old, especially for those of you over 40 or 50 years old. When it when you start getting out of perfection, you have to weigh out the push beyond that, um, because the injury may be something that you know slows you down hard enough that it takes you out of the game for long enough, or whatever that it's not worth it. So you kind of have to do that. And that's where you step into that Pat Mack mentality, where you're a killer, but you're doing the work to stay in the game as much yeah. as anything else. So. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, and on that note too, a lot of it comes down to you know I want to be better today than I was yesterday. What's what's wanna... the saying? I got to kill my clone. Exactly. Can 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 tomorrow
1: me kick today me's ass or something yeah. like that or something. That's a paraphrase. Yeah. Sorry, Pat. I didn't mean to ruin that. So.
0: Uh, and when we you know we look at start to look at things that way, it takes some of the pressure off of. Yeah. You know, keeping up with somebody who's you know, younger, lighter, faster. Yeah. Um, you know, granted, like that's great competition. Yep. Provided you can do it safely yeah. in a training environment. Yeah. Uh, you know, and definitely don't let that person outwork you. Yeah. Uh, but don't necessarily, you know, grind yourself completely into the ground trying to keep up. Yeah. Take a day off. Yeah.
1: One. One. Well, but I mean, let's say like, the conversation we just have about climbing. You know, you got you got some young folks out there that literally are half your age. And and when you can run with, you know, kids half your age because you did the work mm-hmm. and you, you not just outwork, out technique, maybe out strength, but probably just out gut those guys too. Yeah, so they're definitely a, out in dirt. That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's but but that's conditioning. You know, and again, I'm not to be a nerd, I'll go back to high school football. Um I had a I had a defensive coordinator, Mike Gannotti, phenomenal dude. Um, little, little like just just firebrand of a dude and and like intense, man. Push you push you, push you And one of the things that he and you know our coach, you know, the head coach would always say, we'll not be outlasted in a game. We'll not be we'll not be somebody will not beat us due to conditioning. We will not walk into the fourth quarter with another team that's, we'll walk that's, in, into the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, we will not, yeah, we will, we, yeah, we're we'll not going to the fourth quarter of the game with a team that's more conditioned. That's this, that's not that we're sucking more air than they are. Uh, and that, that mentality meant doing the extra couple sets of sprints and stuff like that on Tuesday and Wednesday night and pushing it hard. It's just that mentality of doing the work, doing the little bit extra, doing a little more than everyone else, or maybe a lot more than everyone else. Um, I, I just I, as, as I keep going back to some of the stuff I've seen here recently, but in like the last six months, Kobe Bryant, uh, one of the young guys in the NBA was talking about Kobe Bryant and how um, you're just not going to outwork him. and Michael Jordan was the same way you weren't going to outwork him. They were they were at the, you, you'd show up and start turning on lights in the locker room and you're getting dressed to go out and practice and you're there before everyone else you think, then you hear a basketball bounce on the hardwood and Kobe's been in a full sweat, he's been there for an hour shooting, you know so it's that kind of mentality. And I'm sure there's you can lay that over into any other group of athletes you want. There's always a couple of those guys, and that's kind of you know being that guy to some extent. How bad do you want it? Where do you want yeah. to be, and How bad do you want it? So,
0: yeah. Yeah, it brings back um, – I was in a class a long time ago. There was a, another guy in the class. Um, I don't know – I honestly, to this day, don't know his real name. Don't know who he actually worked for. <laughs> he had a Pelican case with a thing on the top of it that said, Mr. TSA agent, you are not allowed to look in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, which told me he was somebody important. Yeah, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Or dangerous, um, maybe and, both, and very dangerous. Yeah, maybe both. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> one of the one of the things he related, one of the life lessons he gave to everybody else in the class um, was: you had your regular, you know, lion army guy, and they get stuff right, kind of sometimes when they feel like it. Yeah. Do um, you get to like ranger regiment, and they get things right pretty much consistently? Yep. Um, cause they know they're going to get smoked with PT if they don't. Yeah. Um, go to, you know, white side SF and they get stuff right pretty much all the time. Yep. And then you take it to the next level at the unit and they get it right every single flip in time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it, well, and so professionals practice till they can't get it wrong. Pro- professionals train till you can't screw it up. Um, because everything else in the world, likely if you need it, will be going wrong around you. Um, you know, maybe not by your own hand or your own, you know, by your own movement, but by somebody else's. So it's got to be perfect, and just that mentality of greasing that until it's perfect is pretty cool to watch. So maybe, maybe someday I'll get yeah. tips there. Oh, yeah. wait a minute, no, probably too late. So oh, I'll keep working. Nope, no big deal. Um Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and that kind of that baseline of training mm-hmm. and being again over trained and skills overdeveloped. Gives you the capability to adapt and improvise and overcome when you need, because uh, you can. You have mental capacity to think through, you know what's going on, yeah, and and build leverage, all those hard skills and kind of innovate um, with them, yeah, kind of on demand. Ooh,
1: ooh, I get to use the computer analogy. You still have space on your hard drive for processing. Yeah. 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 You still have space on your hard drive to pry. (laughs) Woohoo. There it is. That's the only one you'll probably ever get out of me. Um, I I also, and along with that, I mean, not as a contradictory, but as a right along in lockstep with that is if you, if things aren't falling apart and you're doing everything you can do to the best of your ability, having their, their freedom mentally The capability to process things and think because all this other stuff is playing in the background, no big deal, also gives you the room to maintain positivity. And you'll come up with better solutions with that, again, PMA, that positive mental attitude. You'll push through things better and think more clearly, obviously, than trying to come up with a desperate solution because you're out of everything. You're out of everything. So, you know, I don't know what to do next versus, okay, what what are my options here? So what are the statistics and probabilities? How do I plan from there? Let's go mentality. So it just leaves room. Yeah. Just leaves room. So um and I and I I feel like now as we're having this conversation that there are that you know there's a lot of places out there you can go for like a lot of I think what a lot of people who aren't committed to something that they want to achieve, they're not willing to go and search a lot of this stuff because it feels like it's psycho babble bullshit. Um and, or or it feels like something that's that's like it, it I think the guys at the very high level look at this as almost like a cheat code. They're like they're there, and they're like, "Oh, this is." They understand the mental aspect of all this stuff. They did wouldn't wouldn't have gotten where they were in any way, shape, or form if they didn't have mental toughness. I get that, but there's also just the positivity. Um, you know, they're the guys who who they they just they don't have negative thoughts. They don't they the thought of quitting, failing, um, screwing up, not doing it right, or whatever doesn't really enter their mind because they're so focused on doing what it is they're supposed to be doing perfect or they've done it so many freaking times that they don't have to think about it. It's just yeah. it's just perfect because they paid the dues. Uh,
0: Dale Comstock wrote a, his autobiography, American Badass. Yeah. Um, has a lot of references to visualization. Yep. Uh, which is a bunch of this. Um, Comstock was a D-boy in the 80s and 90s. Um, yeah. He's absolutely crazy. The book is awesome. Go read okay. it. Okay. I've not read it. Yeah, really good. Um, was again, Comstock
1: one of the guys in Black Hawk Down?
0: I can I don't think he was. I don't think he was in Mogadishu, but he was okay. in the unit at the same time. Okay. Uh, I want to say he was one of the guys that went that jumped. He got to the unit and got out of OTC like two days before Panama. Okay. So I think he went to Panama as an operator.
1: Okay. So t- so late Vickers and then yeah. pre Mogadishu. Pre Mogadishu. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. American badass. Um, check it out. Lots of really good techniques for visualizing things, um, you know, to kind of build that mental picture and build the mental pathways to execute techniques, yep. um, even when you're not able to actually physically do them.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, that's professional athletes. That's collegiate athletes. That's really good high school athletes at this point. Yep. You know, as you're walking up to the plate, you stop for a moment and you're, you're picturing the picture, picture winding up. Um, you're picturing how the, how the ball comes off his fingers. You're visualizing where his fingers are on the threads. Etc. And watching the ball come in and trying to pick a thread out and hit it with the bat, you're visualizing all that stuff. And I would talk about how to break the swing down, but I'm not that good. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but yeah, I mean, yeah. The visualization at, at every level of sports again these days is once you understand what it is you're supposed to do, just running through it in your mind as you're going into it, or or when you're idle. Yeah. When you're idle, um, I think that's the other thing. Is like, um, my wife performs at a very high level in the executive world, uh, where you know where she lives. And, and there, she doesn't have idols. She doesn't have like mentally, she, she does, she has a hard time turning off that performance aspect, thinking about what needs to happen, visualizing what could happen. What are some things we could do to push both the business, but then our kids, our lives, our family performance, our home performance, et cetera, to different levels. And I do think that's one of those things where like, I, I can, I can mentally shut down. I'm not that person. I can mentally shut down and veg out. Just difficult time with that because she performs at that level consistently in her world. Um, I retail like a mother. <laughs> um, do You know, that? <laughs> maybe that's where I'm on. Yeah. Maybe the <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's where I'm on. I, I don't know. It's a different place than her for sure. So cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, also, kind of on that called the sports psychology train. Um, yeah, Ben Stager's match mentality. Really, all about the call it the mental side to shooting in a high performance environment yep um check that out um ben bergeron the coach at crossfit new england mm-hmm. um, has an excellent ted tedx talk on mental toughness yeah um, really good and then there's a couple podcast episodes on his podcast chasing excellence kind of surrounding that yeah um, a lot of lessons came out of him working with katrin david's daughter um and getting her from by her own admittance, like an emotional crybaby um, when she came to CFNE. Yeah. Um, so winning the CrossFit Games twice in a row. I think in 15 or 14 and 15 or 13 and 15. Yeah. Uh, she was the last person to win before Tia because Tia's just dominated yeah. Yeah. the last yeah. six years. Yeah. God love <laughs> um, her. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, his book, Chasing Excellence, also highly regarded. Uh, check that out. You can find yeah. it on Amazon or Barnes Noble or. Wherever people buy books these days, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. who is that? Who's left? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, like I said, guys, some of this
1: stuff. Um, there's, there are a lot of resources out there, definitely for mental toughness. There's a lot of resources out there for the visualization into things. Um, you know, and like Brian said, you know, if you kind of Google, like, um, you know, performance sports psychology, sports psychology, etc., different things of that nature. Um, a, a lot of this pushes through into your daily lives. High-performing people. Um, Tend to be able to focus on things. They tend to be able to peel away what's important and what's not. Um, You know, in the middle of a workout, the rep you're on right now is the most important thing. The set you're on is the second most important thing, and then where it fits in the rest of that block for that hour or whatever it is that you're doing is the third most important thing. And and you know, so it's the the ability to strip things down and look at what's right in front of you. And some of it comes down to something that's that's like psychologically speaking, um, is really as simple as. The, you know, the, the Confucian sayings, you know, the, the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. How do you eat an elephant? Take a bite, you know, kind of thing. One bite at a time mentality. A, a lot of this does involve stripping down what's in front of you and dealing with what is the most important thing at, the, at that exact moment. And then the more of that you can take out of something that requires multiple things to happen at one time, the more you can peel from that process and put in the background as, as not instinctive, but greased, you're in the groove. You don't have to worry about it. In the background, or in the background, the better you'll perform with the part that you don't have greased. And so it's just a matter of finding out, you know, what are the fundamentals of what you need to achieve? What are the core things for whatever it is you're trying to do? And work on those core things until you don't have to think about them. And then that lets you deal with the next thing and pile more on. Um, and those are those are people who perform at a high level. So. Yeah. One
0: of the other things with that, you know, as a the human brain uh, can't actually multitask. Yep. We can task stack, yep. and we can task switch, um, but we can't do multiple tasks at the same time.
1: Yeah, well, uh, or, or at least not to a high level in, in general. Yeah, because we're constantly yeah. switching back and yep. forth. Exactly. exactly.
0: Um, so the, and the, this is where, you know, again, <laughs> overtraining hard skills yep. um, allows you to switch between those tasks yep. a lot faster, Yep. Um, so that you can move through the stack of tasks that need to be accomplished a lot quicker.
1: And you can transition from task to task, Because maybe the task you're on at the moment is the highest priority, but something changes. Somebody gets inside your loop, gets inside your turn, and now all of a sudden that secondary task that you had in the background stacked now becomes the most important thing, you know, and the ability to transition to that immediately and deal with that so you can get back to the other task. So maybe at one point you're trying to go guns on if you're a fighter pilot um, or trying to get locked, and and there's an instant where you realize, shit, I need to get out of the way of something else. And then, so that's a different part. That's back to flying the plane. Yeah. And then back to, you know, so we're going to go to Top Gun references, right?
0: Where'd he go? Where, where'd who
1: go, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, that kind of mentality. I mean, you know, it's that, it's that how, do I, how do I go from I'm doing this to, oh, crap, I need to deal with this. The people who can make that transition quickly. And, again, have those skills polished, um, at, at both A, B, and C skills and yeah. can bounce between them. Um, I joke around that, you know, what like multitasking for me is disappointing two or three people at the same time, um, you know, and, and they're and the people out there who we say they can multitask um, are, are people who train mercilessly. Uh, and I'll throw out concert pianists, you know, generally is probably close to multitasking Usually, different parts of your body doing. But it's also something that they've done over and over and over again. And generally, it's the same thing they're working on leading up to a performance. Yep. they have one thing they're worried about, and that's it. Um, I would say the reality check of multitasking would maybe would be a fighter pilot. Um, yeah. It's probably one of the best examples out there would be a fighter pilot. Um, you know, and then and then go from there and find things that are really hard where you've got to be able to do multiple things seemingly at the same time. And I would say what's going on is some of those things are being done in the background, and the primary task is the primary task, and you're dealing with that until you have to switch to something else, and you can recognize it. Observe. You can orient, decide, and then act. And that that constantly in that orientation phase, you're, if you're not doing anything else, you're orienting. Or maybe while you're doing something else, you're still yeah. orienting consistently and going back, observe, you know, orient and go on and, and see what you need to do next or what you need to do right now because it might have just changed. Yeah, that's a tough thing to do.
0: Especially you know, we we take a step back, you know, go to go go above the plane that the fighter pilot is flying. Yeah, we realize that they're not only orienting towards potential threats, they're also navigating. Yeah. So they're orienting against, you know, geographic positions along with the terrain they're trying to use to mask. Yeah. Uh, So all this quickly becomes, you know, 3D chess. Exactly. Uh, Yeah.
1: yeah. Or where's the boat? How far am I from the boat? Yeah. Because if I'm too far from the boat, I can do whatever I got to do. But if I I splash the plane going back... Splash plane. yeah exactly exactly so
0: yeah, yeah you've always seen an aircraft carrier <laughs> around <here>. <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: so indeed another top gun yeah. right uh, um, another quick
0: oh <laughs> um, since we're just gonna keep throwing books out um there's a a book called viper pilot written by um i think a colonel dan something or other yeah um, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah really good um there's a, a one of the chapters in there. He was doing a checkout ride on a on a Turkish Air Force F-16 that got rebuilt. Um, and he goes through basically from takeoff to ejection because um, the the motor blew up yeah. um, at about a thousand feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and can tell you you know exactly what all the dials did, exactly what the plane did. Yeah, um, and the whole thing takes like four seconds. Yeah, um, but again, be able to to do all of figure out exactly what's going on. Yeah. Realize that this is insolvable and punch out.
1: And he probably takes him 14 um, pages to explain what happened in four did. seconds because of the yeah. detail that he can go into because yeah. of the amount of things he can seemingly focus on at one time. Yeah. Or at least keep track of in the background because he's, and got, those, hard he's got an overdeveloped hard skill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Check that book out. It's like, there's, out. like it's there's
1: a theme lot there. Of overdeveloped hard skills. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, that bugged me. I can't think of his name. Um,
0: yeah, the book's called Viper Pilot. Yeah, the book's you called can... Viper
1: Pilot. But yeah, it, 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 and the whole book's really good. But that that i I've read that, that segment, like he stretches literally a four second event into into I don't know, at least 14, 15 pages. Yeah. So yeah. Just he was probably paying attention. Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So cool. Yeah. So um Psychobabble one oh one,
0: you know? Yeah. Uh, and then the last book I'm gonna throw out there is The Rise of Superman, um by Kotler. Uh, all that. about flow state uh, so being able to kind of perform stuff at the subconscious level and what it takes training wise to be able to make that happen um, highly recommend that um, he's got a couple He's appeared on the chasing excellence podcast with ben bergeron okay. once or twice uh, yeah check that book out too very
1: cool i'd like to check that book out i've never heard of that so imagine that because i don't flow so good <laughs> maybe that's why maybe i need to read that so. cool all yeah. right
0: yeah uh, on that note, as we come across interesting books and other things, along with some inventory updates, um, yeah. we post them to our social media as we're allowed. Um, the Kami Bastards at Meta are making that ex- increasingly challenging Yes. Um, to post products and stuff on there. Uh, so do sign up for our email newsletter. Um, that comes out once a week on Fridays. Yeah. You can sign up for the newsletter at capcityoutfitters.com or send us an email to info at Uh, We are on Facebook and Instagram. Check us out there. Facebook, search for Cap City Outfitters. On Instagram, we are Cap City Outfitters 2. Yeah, and then come visit us at the store. Uh, We're in Hilliard, Ohio, 4465 Cemetery Road Um, through Labor Day. We're here 10 to 5 Tuesday through Friday and then 10 to 3 on Saturdays. Uh, We will be closed Labor Day, Saturday, and then we will see you after that.
1: Thanks for tuning in, guys. Appreciate it.